it's like, you know what I like in the two? I like in the two. Just joking around the schoolyard. You know, I guess, you know, you would say like, you and your mates, I guess, like, you know, like an after school thing where one person makes one joke and then you add on to that joke and then somebody else comes in and says, yeah, like this, hi, and then it turns into like a whole, a whole stream of jokes based like on one topic. Except I'm, I'm myself and I'm my mates all in one just joking around in my head. So each one I come up, come up with, I'll write down. But they tend to come faster. It's just like conversation. Welcome to Ramblulay Gourmet Rambling. I'm your host, Quasi Joe Blow. Today's episode is going to be about um, art in particular, which I'm going to talk about uh, with a good friend of mine concerning his journey through art. And he's a particularly like talented person across like just the medium of art in general, his interest and has a really good memory of just being able to recall music samples. It's pretty crazy. So the person I'll be interviewing today's name's Devin. And so what's going on, man? Hey, what's up? How's it going, man? Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Enjoying some, you know, I think this is going to be something pretty good for people to hear and talk about because we kick a lot of shit and, you know, we talk a lot of shit. So we've never been able to record it. So, you know, it should be, you know, fun. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So what was like, how old were you when you first like realized like that you were creative? Like what is the earliest point you can go back and uh, go like, man, like, you know, where you start? Because, you know, if I trace mine back, I think when my dad was in the military, he, um, I remember being drawn like to his camera and his film. I was just like drawn to. I don't know what it was about it that was like I was always in it, tearing it up, looking at the you know the you know the negatives and stuff and being yeah. amazed. So like, what was the first couple of experiences you had that kind of pointed towards you just really being you know knowing that that was what you know was a part of you? Um, I would say probably like first second grade as far as uh what I could remember. I used to. I used to sit at my grandmother's uh, kitchen table and draw gym shoes. Like <laughs> that was my favorite thing to draw. I used to, yeah. I used to draw gym shoes and and uh, I used to also do this thing where I would I would draw like uh, I'd draw like a guy's head mm-hmm. and like draw like an afro on it. Yeah, and, and take the eraser and erase it away like I was giving him a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it sounds kind of corny now, but nah. Um, those are the things that uh kind of introduced me to things like uh value and shading um and art and uh i mean i don't know pretty much that's how i got into it uh the the probably the gym shoe design yeah air quotes is probably the the thing that got me into it the most yeah so like what you know because especially me and you we became really good friends you know off of our love for music and mm-hmm. everything and understanding that. So when was when did music stand out to you? Oh man. Uh like was there anything like with your parents playing did they play music and stuff or Yeah, playing? like my I mean, you know, back when I was coming up in this city, like we didn't really have I guess the only black Station that we had was uh, WDAO, which mm. was an AM station. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, now you know you got all these urban stations that really wasn't available. Yeah, when I was you know a kid, like I used to listen to the station called Z ninety three. They used yeah. to, they used to play rock all the time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I would listen, like my uncle had a a huge record collection. Yeah, and like my mom, I mean. My mom was kind of weird because, like, she would listen to um, the traditional, you know, Motown stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, just soul, like, you know, Philadelphia label Motown and, and you know, just, like, the the um, epic, you know, the yeah. you know, labels with the popular black music. But she also used to listen to, like, uh, like a lot of, like, uh, like kind of crazy, like, sound albums like yeah like stuff that you would meditate to yeah yeah um she would listen to like uh like in like native american instrument albums yeah, yeah. it was it was it was just real crazy and i was always like um um interested in that stuff as well so um you know between her and like i said my uncle had everything like he man his record collection was deep does he still have it um 
I think some, you know, my uncle, this is my uncle, Kenny, he passed. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. No, no, you good. He passed, but I think a lot of it is uh, still there. That's crazy, yeah. But I don't, you know, I don't, I don't ask about it or anything. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I remember him, like, he would be downstairs just, like, pulling stuff out. You know, music be stupid loud. But yeah. He'd just be pulling out different music. And, you know, back then... You know, it's an older person. You're kind of like, man, why are you playing this old stuff? But <laughs> yeah, but it was still kind of cool. You know, you just you might not want to admit it, but you know, yeah. I mean, it was good music. It's good music. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, did you, you know, when did you call yourself an artist? Like, what was the age where you knew like this was what's flowing through me? Because you're self-taught about everything, right? You taught yourself how to draw and paint for the most part. And uh, I mean, you know, any of my extra education i mean it you know came um through school um but you know i kind of went in like kind of halfway knowing you know how to yeah yeah how to, how to draw or paint or whatever but i mean as far as me being an artist you know i think that was probably like you know in elementary school when when kids would be like oh you know they were marveling at the little little stuff that i drew and yeah. you know i was always the type of person that like, I would draw something, and then, like, I mean, it would be all right. I thought, I mean, people would think it was like, oh, this is great. Like, yeah. even now, like, people, like, even they're like, oh, this is great. Oh, I can't believe, oh, this is so sweet. And I'm just like, I mean, it's all right. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of unimpressed with my artwork. But, I mean, people, I guess they like it or whatever. So, do you, um, is it, do you have you ever been in a point with your art that you like ever tried really hard like you know and because you say because I mean I've always enjoyed your art and the fact that you can vary it you know illustration and all that stuff so some people say it's effortless it just comes out on the pen from the pen or the you know the pencil or whatever they're using like what uh is it natural for you is it something that you know you have to put effort into uh it's pretty natural like you know I don't like I don't know how it is for other artists but with me, like, I could probably, you know, any medium, like, even, like, I don't really sculpt, but, you know, I feel like I could do it. Or, like, yeah. mold something out of clay or something. You know, like, something yeah, yeah. I usually don't do. I think if you just have the eye um, for art, you know, you can you can kind of manipulate it and have it come yeah, out yeah. how, you know, you want it to look. But um, I know, like, I always tell you, like, you know, I my my main thing is illustration. So like if I'm looking at a blank sheet of paper, you know, I already know what it's going to look like Yeah. before yeah. I put the first mark down. It's yeah. just, it's just the time it takes for me to get to my brain, to my hand, to the, you know, the finished product. So it, yeah. it, it's never been like, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, some things are difficult, but you know, it, 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 it doesn't really, I guess I seem I feel like I figure it out, you know, if I'm yeah. having a problem I'll figure it out real real fast. So So what is do you think is like what as far as you doing your craft and art, what do you find difficult about like, you know, just drawing or, you know, painting and all that stuff? Um Hmm. That's a good question. Um I don't I don't really know, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like I don't, I don't know if it's like a, you know, I'm not, if I, if I see somebody doing anything, like, even if it's, you know, I don't know, like, like it'd be a painting or a drawing and it could be real impressive to me. Yeah. But like, I feel like I could, I could do it. Like whatever yeah, they're doing, yeah. I could do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it might take me a little longer. You know, my style might be different. My approach might be different, but I feel like, you know, I can, I can do whatever style people are doing. Yeah. So does that come from like confidence? That part of you that's able to like, uh, you know, look at something and not feel fear or feel you know doubt in yourself. Is it confidence that's doing that? Is it you know what I'm saying just pure like for the joy? You know, do you feel joy or is it what is it? Um, I guess it would be confidence because. Um, I just feel like, you know, if there's anything I know, like, I don't know a lot, but I do know, you know, like, I guess, art, yeah, yeah. per se. Um, 
specifically illustration. Um, and like, I don't, you know, I, I have confidence that I can figure it out if yeah. I have like a, you know, a problem. So even if you don't know, you know that, you know, with enough time you will know. So yeah. That, yeah. I yeah. mean, because, you know, like for the most part, the principles of art are the same, you know, throughout, yeah. throughout whatever you're doing, you know, you know, even like you, you can be doing you know, photography, you know, you could be painting, yeah, you know, illustrating, sculpture, like, you know, everything, um, you know, has dimensions, proportions, you yeah. know, you have art principles and, you know, you got negative space and positive space and all this stuff. So like, I mean, if you, if you know the basics, um, I think, well, I, I can speak my, for myself. Really? I, I can pretty much figure it out. It's just like, if you know how to play a piano, you know, they say like other instruments, or, yeah. you know, it's a little easier to learn them. Yeah. You know, if you know the foundation, you know, I guess the piano would be kind of like, you know, the the uh, basics of art and everything. If you if you know those, you can kind of navigate through everything else. Yeah. So I've always been interested because like, you know, of how you, you know, more so how you think and how you're processing the environment around you. Because, you know, when we first, before we became friends, I had never had a friend that like, I felt like maybe we weren't feeling the exact same thing, mm -hmm. but we knew how to look at something and extrapolate some of the same, you know, I'm not, I think I, you know, could learn how to draw it. Like if I, you know, if I practice, I feel like if I practice anything, I'll learn it, I'll pick it up. It may take me years or whatever, but I believe it'll come to me. But I know just as far as conceptualizing in your head, appreciating creative or things with aesthetic, you know, I was born in a Christian background, so I was kind of sheltered. They didn't let me see everything. But when I met you, you know, especially when I went over to your house and I saw, like, all the art, you know, you were making these dope-ass beats and stuff, you know. I just, you know, I really, I've never, like I said, had a friend, like, that I feel like, man, we're kind of sometimes thinking the same thing at the same time. Like, you know, I think when we met, it was like we had those dope-ass uh, fatigue shorts from, uh, I think uh, they were Arab Postal. Well, it was like, we didn't want to tell nobody. It was like, I don't really want to tell anybody, but they were dope, though. They had a good fit. That, you know, yeah. the material was good. So I never had, I'm like, damn, that's the way I looked at it. So what is it? I know I have my own way of looking at creativity or appreciating it. And for me, I had to really have an open mind to it. But like, what are you, or is it emotional for you? Is it like pure, just like intelligence? Is it a mixture of both? Like, you're not even the ability to exact on your creativity is what you want to do. Just, like, to see things, know what's fashionably for you, know what, you know, you always have really good design, just ideas and coming up with stuff. Like, is that emotional? Is that mental? Is that, like, being inspired? Is it, can you do it when you have a good day, bad day? Like, where does it come from? Um, I mean, I definitely hit mental blocks where I can't think of anything. I mean, and that's particularly hard at my job because, you know, Professionally, I'm a graphic designer. Yeah. Like, sometimes you're just not feeling it. Mm -hmm. It's just like, ah, I don't feel like doing this today. Yeah. And, you know, you might have to come up with, you know, branding or, or layout or whatever. And you're just like, man, I don't, you know, I, I don't I don't have anything in the tank today. Yeah, yeah. You know, but to answer your question, um, I mean, like, I, I, I'm, I was an only child growing up. And uh, I was by myself a lot. Yeah. Even now, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm a super loner. And like, I think with that time, um, to yourself as a child, you have to like create stuff out of the air. Like, you know, mm, you don't really yeah. have anybody around you to play with. So, you know, I think a lot of it is, uh, imagination. Um, you know, you, you imagine certain things and you just try to, you try to say, all right, I have this thought in my head. And I'm gonna try to get this out, you know. Yeah. So visually, so other people can see, you know, yeah. the thought or whatever. If that makes sense, I know it yeah. may sound kind of weird, but um, yeah, man, it's just like a lot of imagination. Like, uh, I mean, it stuff inspires me too. Yeah. You know, I might get inspiration for some for you know something weird. Yeah. Um, that may not have anything to do with what I'm doing. You know, mm -hmm. I might be inspired by listening to, I don't know, a story on NPR, you know, yeah. something random or just seeing like, you know, something in nature. And then, you know, I'll just create something based on that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. It's just, it's just like waves. Like sometimes I get like the creative itch. 
Yeah. And then, like, sometimes I just don't feel like, you know, I don't feel like doing anything art-related. So is it more like a, a space that you're in with yourself where it can flow out? Is it just like, you know? Um, sometimes, like I said, sometimes it's, it's just, man, I get, like, thought. Like, I could be, like, doing yard work and just something will pop in my head. Like, oh, yeah. I want to try that out. Or, you yeah, know, yeah. Or, like, I could be, you know, I could be looking at art. And, like, certain art inspires yeah, I feel me it, to yeah. do other art. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I could be listening to music. I mean, you know, um, I could be, I could have a conversation with you on the phone yeah. or text or, you know, and uh, it'll just inspire me to do something. It's just, I don't know. It's it's hard to pinpoint where it comes from, Yeah, but it's just from everywhere. Yeah, so, you know, one thing that, you know, like I said, when we this was probably back in uh, 2000. I mean, from probably 2007, I can remember up until like 2012, like all we would do is like send each other pictures of dope things we had mm-hmm. found and we had got, you know, we had just got hip to Tumblr or whatever and like how that was just the world. Because for me, Tumblr, I really enjoyed it because it just opened up the world to like open up the world of aesthetic in general. Mm-hmm. So like I really, that, you know, having those moments for like that time where we were just constantly sharing aesthetic, I think that just really sharpened me like as far as like, just having like an eye for just things in general. So with you having an eye for aesthetic, does it boil down to a, like a design, attractiveness? Just like, you know, is it about the details when you, you know, because you're, you know, one thing I think that I can't, you know, I think my assistant Amanda is like that and other people, but, you know, it's very few people who are just like into the way things look, you know what I'm saying? Whether they don't like it or whether they do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me and you've laughed at stuff, made fun of stuff, you know, we enjoy stuff, been wild. So, like, what is it about the things that you got that smile on your face? Uh, but uh, what is it about things that uh, that draw you to aesthetic? Like, for me, it's like I like for me, when I look at stuff, everything looks like a balancing act. So when I'm seeing things that I can see where. If somebody took a color and then match it with another color, I feel like the satisfaction of balance. I'm like, oh, they really did that dope because I can see the balance and how shape and form and function may just be really cooperating with each other. Like, what about aesthetic and the way things look? That, like, what is it that draws you towards just the whole concept of aesthetic? Um, it I I think it just depends on um what I'm what I'm looking at. Like, I mean, it would be different for. For like you know, if you're looking at, uh, you know, fine art, yeah, it'll be different. If you're like looking at industrial design, yeah, you know, it'll be different. If you're looking at like film, you know, like man, it's just different, like different, like uh, it's it's all relative to I guess the genre of quote unquote art or design. Yeah. Um, it's different if you're looking at fashion or. Mm-hmm. You know, if you you see somebody, you know, walking down the street or something, you know, you're like, yo, I like, I really like the way they put that yeah. outfit together or, you know, or, you know, or, ah, oh, that doesn't really go. Or, I mean, I find myself like, like, even if I'm like uh, walking around the mall, um, you know, like you, you see like advertisements and, you know, even looking at that, like. You know, a lot of people may look like, I want to buy that, you know, yeah, yeah. or whatever. It may draw. I'm always looking at the layout, the design. You yeah, know? yeah. And like, ah, oh, man, they should have they should have done this. Or, nah, oh, that it, looks yeah. cool how they did that. Or, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, specifically, in the Kenwood Mall in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, uh, Kenwood Town Center, they changed it since. But there used to be this, uh, oh, man. It was like a, a handbag store and like the design the way they like put the logo over the, the entrance this is probably so dumb, but the way they put the logo over the entrance, they they like the Y hung down, like if you draw a Y or write a Y in cursive, you know the bottom part kinda hangs down. Yeah. And it was cut off. And that used to, like, make me so mad. Like, <laughs> I used yeah, to, like, I every time I saw it, I'm like, man, why would they do that? You yeah. know? And it just, I don't know. I, I think I have, I have, like, I kind of have OCD as well. So, I don't think, you know, that yeah. may that may have uh, played some part into it. Yeah. But, like, yeah, that used to always, like, 
the way they, you know, did that, it used to always make me upset. Yeah, that's and like that. I've always I can relate. I look at the world. I look at cars, or like you know, when yeah. certain cars go from this model to the next, I'm like, why did they make it? You know, yeah. Why did they make? You know, I don't. Well, one of the you know, we were really into a certain car brand, and uh, when they switched it from like you know. When they updated the model, it looked more like it was like boxier. It looked kind of like aggressive, and then they made it like sleek for like businessmen, and it like kind of elongated. And I was just like so done, like what yeah. the. F-? <laughs> and I remember like I would have to ask myself like, are you why are you being like why do the does the way things look and the way they you know come out being formed or everything why does that bother you so much you know? But sometimes it'd be like, why did they change that shit like that? Why does it look like that? Like why didn't they? Do this and do that. So yeah, I I do. I I've just learned that I may not be able to exact on all types of creativity, but I've learned I'm just a creative person in general. I just look at things and have my own way of being like, oh. And you know, I always felt like you know, me and you could have started a creative firm because just off of the way, or just being a consultant firm to other people, and I you know just being like, I don't know, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know that don't look too hot or whatever. I think that was like a good teamwork thing that we had to you know because we've created uh, a lot of my t-shirts that i've mostly the designs that i've done you've done them and i think we do a good uh, you know job with me being like hey man can you do this and you like always seem to send it back perfect you know what i'm saying We're like, oh, shit. yeah yeah i always be like damn like he hit it on the head you know and uh especially wearing it and getting people to look at it i noticed that you you know the way you design stuff and my always my idea with doing the clothing line stuff is get people to look at it and kind of mm-hmm. like try to you know get their wheels turning and everything and uh, remember the uh will work for bad dreams monster and yeah. everything i did and yeah. like people always look at that i don't care if it's like an old white man that could barely see he'll they'll just kind of <laughs> like look or you know if it's kids you know girls everything they just kind of like you know be like no like they even if they don't like it they'll just always kind of go what the hell oh, okay and then they'll just kind of pass on so i just yeah. think that's a uh Pretty good team thing that we have. So that's what leads me to the next question is like, do you uh, find it hard to be creative with other people? Like, you know, is it like a loner thing? With, like, I know you say, you, you know, you do the loner thing just in general, you know, being off to yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you find it hard to work with other people or is it something that you enjoy? Uh, I, I find it hard to work with other people and stay within the confines of, um, you know, the the rules of art and design. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and this is just like college taking over, you know, education. Yeah. Knowing that, hey, you know, you can't use the you can't use these colors together or you can't yeah. Like this layout is is wrong, you know. Yeah. You know, as far as um you know, from an educational standpoint. Yeah. Now I also, you know, subscribe to there's really no rules in art. Yeah. But at the same time, there are certain things that you have to follow, like, you know, when it comes to, you know, color theory and, like I said, balancing out, you know, how things work in a layout. Yeah. So, like, if someone, if I'm working with someone who really doesn't know anything about design and, you know, I do it the quote-unquote correct way and then they're like oh well can you put that over here and like if it's a paying client it's hard to be like you know it's hard to say nah that doesn't that's incorrect you (laughs) can't do that you know you really got to give them what they want but you know with me like being like like i said kind of i guess artistically ocd yeah it's like ah, it makes me itch like you know like <laughs> yeah like no this isn't supposed to be here this isn't supposed yeah. to exist in this space like i mean i know this might sound foreign but you know like like it it i don't know it, it's hard to explain but a lot of times people they don't know what they want yeah but you know you spend time creating something and they know what they don't want and what you created is what they don't want. Yeah. So, you know, you've wasted a lot of time, you know. Um, but I don't know. It, it's not if a person understands art, it's cool. You know, like I can work with them, even if they give me like, even if, the, even if they say, nah, man, that's not it. Yeah. 
I'm like, okay, I can respect that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because they, at least they know kind of what's going on. But, you know, when people that don't really know and they ask you to do things that shouldn't be. Um, uh, tacky things is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to, you know, like you don't want to crush people's dreams. So it's kind of hard to explain to them like, no, this isn't, you know, this this won't this won't work. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes if they have their heart set on it, you just gotta let it go. Yeah, yeah. And take your name off of it so nobody know that you did it because <laughs> I don't want to be associated with you know incorrect. But um, nah, yeah. man. You know, I I actually like collabs though with other artists. Yeah, I think that's cool because you know I'm like I'm a person that likes to learn. You know, like and be inspired. Like yeah. you know, other creative people inspire me. So, and, um, sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut cool. you off. No, you good. So, like, who are like? Because I remember back when you were into uh, realism paintings, really, or you know, just painters who were doing realism. Mm-hmm. Who were some of those? Cause so, people that may hear this can go out and look how great some of these people are. Like, who were some of those like artists, particularly those like those realism people you were looking at, the artists and everything. Like, who like inspires you? And you can name other people outside of the painters and stuff. I just know some of those painters you were into were really crazy. Right. Um. Oh man. Like, usually you have a whole list, and then somebody asks you and kind of throws you off. Yeah, um, right. I really like this dude named Aaron Nagel. Um, remember that? Yeah, I remember He's that. really dope, and uh, he, he just seems like a cool guy. Um, there's a dude named Terry Rogers. He's really good. Um, and uh, there's actually a... A guy, as far as the illustration, um, his name is, uh, I don't want to pronounce his name wrong, but it's like Arenz Stanley, mm-hmm. A-R-I-N-Z-E, mm-hmm. Stanley, and he's really good. I think he's I think he's Nigerian, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? I, I don't. Yeah, he's really dope, man. I mean, you know, I if I could look, if I could look through my phone, I could come up with a lot of people, but, um. I really check for him. Um, let's see. Anybody else? I man, there's a ton of people, man. I really like I'm into like, you know, Renaissance paintings too. Like I really like those are some of my favorite, yeah. Yeah, man. Like I, I like I like like you know, Renaissance or anything like from the fifteen, sixteen hundreds. Um, I just think it's amazing how, you know, they created paintings. And like they didn't have like an art store to go to, they didn't have they you know it wasn't like oil paint readily available for yeah. them to buy. You know they had to mix up paint from whatever you know like yeah. you know berries or you know different stuff they found in yeah. nature, and you know they painted these crazy like just whatever like I, I like the creepy I like to call them the creepy biblical paintings. Yeah, I like those man, and you know you gotta think man these people didn't have electricity. You know they didn't. They didn't have like reference points. A lot of time of other people. Yeah, like, yeah, like it, yeah. it's it's really it's really crazy, man. How they used to do, and we're talking about paintings that are huge. You know, and some of them four or five hundred years old. Some of them. Yeah, like like thousands of years old. Like yeah. I mean, it's really interesting how, you know, like people have all this technology and still don't paint as well as like yeah some of those people painted. I know that when you said the biblical creepy ones, one of my favorite paintings of all, and I'm drawing a blank because I'm trying to think of it now, is where the two women are holding the guy's head down and they're cutting his head off and the blood is squirting yeah. out. That's one of my favorite ones. Like, that's crazy. This is dope. I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. Like, and it, I mean, even some of like the, you know what I mean? The hacky, like Salvador Dali painting. You know, that's kind of like the hacky stuff. But like, it's still cool though. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, his mind was crazy. Like, Back in it, like his his paintings, some of his paintings remind me of that. You remember that movie, The Cell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, like with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that. Excuse me, that type stuff, man. That was one of my favorite movies when my mom thought I was weird. Like, why do you like this movie, man? And that yeah. was one of my favorite joints. They they should really like. Um, I think they did a sequel, didn't they? And it Maybe they did. Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't that good. good. Yeah. yeah, they should really like. They should really like do an updated version of that movie. Like, you know, maybe not. Maybe switch it up. And just, because I thought the concept was really cool. Yeah. And just all, like, the the weird, like, visual stuff. Yeah, it was really dope, man. Yeah. That's why I would watch it, because, like, 
half of the time I wouldn't be paying attention to even the premise of the movie. I would just be looking at just what you know, scene to scene, just how doped everything looked. I think it was a groundbreaking movie, like how mm-hmm. it kind of opened up doors for certain kind of visuals because it was like. I think it was a little ahead of his time the way they did everything. Yeah, that I always remember that the um, the horse getting separated. Yeah, that yeah. was crazy. Yeah. That and just like like the shot. I mean, you know, I guess we're segueing into another, uh, uh, you know, like <laughs> another thing, which is film. Like, um, there was a shot where like there was like a beach and like you know they had the sand and I used to always, I used to always love like. I don't know, man. It was just certain shots in that movie, man. It was, it was just really crazy. Like, yeah. And like a lot of people don't even, you know, they don't even really talk about that movie. They don't. Yeah, it was really good. I think maybe because like you know, it didn't have like you know, certain like like really popular like established actors. Like maybe if like Jen and I mean I think Jennifer Lopez does good at acting, but if they had like I don't know. Julia Roberts or some shit, <laughs> in it, like maybe it would have done good back then. But you know. Yeah. Um. What's the name? Was it? My memory's is trash. What's the name? Was in the movie too. Uh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was with the guy where they were twirling. He was twirling his guts out. That part always tripped me out. How yeah. he was twirling that thing and it was pulling his guts <laughs> through his like stomach. That was crazy. Yeah, but that that's a. I I kind of I like I don't know man I'm into like weird stuff like that or like it may not even be weird like just certain aspects from certain things will like you know it'll it'll get my attention yeah um and i don't know i think that was that was a cool movie um i'm trying to think i'm trying to think of some other stuff that happened in that movie i I need to go back and rewatch it yeah I, i i remember the gut pulling i remember the horse those were the ones that stood out to me I think it was, remember when he first came into, like, when they first showed him approach her and he had, like, didn't he just, like, have, like, a bunch of tentacle or, like, something like a like a, a robe on and it was just, like, flowing? It looked like he was in water, but he wasn't or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, man. yeah, man. Um, yeah, um, man, like, I... I, I need to go back and rewatch that movie. Yeah, it's man. been over like a decade. I mean, more than a decade, like, like since I've even seen it. But yeah, yeah, me too. Like, it's like I think the last time I saw that movie is when it came. They don't play it a lot. They no, don't, they don't. They don't replay it. Yep. at all. Yeah, I mean, you getting into cinema. That's one thing that's always been. That's a big. I look at everything like movies or motion and everything yeah. and like it always makes some kind of movie scene in my head and it's been like that since i i just think i was weird as a kid like i would see something then i would come up with my own it could be something at the grocery store and like, <laughs> i would turn it into like a movie scene in my head mm-hmm. and like that's a big part of what influenced like my photography is like i try to turn it into just almost like just movie still to me they're just movie stills i don't care if i'm taking a picture of a plant it's a movie still it's yeah. just you know i want to give that vibe of it and so movies is something that like i mean People would be like, you know, back in the day, I was saying, like, the uh, Nanny Diaries was my favorite movie. It was this movie with uh, Scarlett Johansson, and she was a nanny for these rich people. And from movies like that, I mean, to gangsta-ass movies and shit, niggas getting killed, or, <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, like, the cinema, you know, the cinematic platform is just, like, one of the things that's, like, I mean, it's, like, to me, that's what I want to do in the end is be, like, a director or, like, you know, make movies and stuff like that. So I feel you. Yeah, that's, because, I mean... You can do, you can take it anywhere. You can do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like when I, when I, you know, illustrate or paint, like you can make up any scene you want. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just in the movie, you can do whatever you want. Like, uh, you know, and like, I always think of, I always think of scenes too. And I think of like, oh, how this will look and yeah, what music will be playing. And, yep, yep. And like, you know, like, I, like, I'll like, I'll have like a, just a list, a playlist of songs that go to movies and shit. Yeah, yeah go to yeah. like certain scenes, like yeah. you know, like, um, but yeah, man, like I really like um, um, Hero Mirai. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce his name. The dude who uh, who uh, directs Atlanta TV show Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Like he does a lot of cool. He did This Is America too. He did. He, I think mm. he started out with like music videos. Mm. Um, he did like some Earl Sweatshirt. Uh, um, did he videos do, as well? Did he do uh, what Hive? It seemed like he would have did that one. Um, I'm not sure, but he he uh, I think he might have done Hive. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, like that show Atlanta, man. That like that's that's probably like if not well, I, it was it's in one of my top five favorite yeah. TV shows because like it's just beautifully like shot. Especially like in the perspective of it being shot in like in the hood and stuff yeah. like that. They, yeah, the cinematography is really good. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like, and then just the the little stuff that they, the little surreal stuff that they add into that mm-hmm. show, you know, or like little things that, you know, only a select few people will find funny. Yeah, you know that's that's like the payoff. Like when you when you add comedy into stuff that only a select few will find funny if they get it. You know, everybody else would just see it like, you know, they wouldn't think twice. But, like, the payoff is, like, the the few people that get it. Or, like, if you wear a, a shirt with something obscure on it and yeah. somebody looks at it like, ah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I think that's really cool. Yeah. I You know, one of the people I like is uh, uh, Stephen Chow. He's uh, the guy that did Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. he's really good at making, like, because he did Journey to the West and uh, I mean, he hasn't done many movies, but like those are some of my favorite movies. Like you know, by you know anybody, and I think he does real good at like layering, like martial arts with humor, mm-hmm. a little bit of creepy violence. You know what I'm saying? Like evil intentions, but mm-hmm. like you know, just making it all balance out to something dope. I don't think he. Uh, I mean, many people don't seem to rep him, but I'm like a person that's like, yo, man, Stephen Chow should have came out with at least ten other movies because like, I I would have watched them, but he's really good at like creating really dope visuals around like unconventional stuff you know yeah yeah well, yeah him I, I also um i like christopher nolan a lot he's yeah. probably like he's probably like my favorite director i like wes anderson yeah you know like i mean all these people like they these are people that for the most part i mean if you're really up on them you could look at a movie yeah and you can tell that they they did it without even Without even knowing, you know, they have a signature look. Especially Wes Anderson, man. He's pretty, you know, he's pretty crazy. He 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 did he always does like the, uh, you know, the subject in the center of the, of the frame, you know. And usually, like sometimes that's frowned upon, you know, in 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 film and in photography, like you know, when you're using your rule of thirds or whatever. Yeah. But. You know, usually they say don't put the subject in the center of a frame, especially like photography. They're like, yeah, like that's like a snapshot. You know, it it, it I guess it like you know it it separates the snapshots from the photographs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, Wes Anderson, he always has a scene where you know the subjects in, is dead center, and then you have stuff going on on the side. It kind of like. You know, I guess stuff is balanced. It's kind of like Spike Lee, how he does the dolly shot where, you know, the person is there and things are moving behind him. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. So, you know. I, you know, a person I like is David Fincher. I think he does a pretty good job. He makes, uh, he did The Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Or mm-hmm. He's done other stuff. But I just like how he, uh, the way he tones his movie, the coloration of yeah. his movies and yeah. how, like, he can make really serious uh, movies and, like, make them kind of, like, to me, he's really good at making like real serious, almost in the sense like just typical conversational, like you know, points between people seem like super enthralling, and mm-hmm. like you know, his coloration of movies is really dope. So yeah, I like him. Yeah, color grading is it's an art within itself. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, and it's hard, man. Like, yeah, I mean, it takes a little, it takes a little bit to get down. Like, you know, um, I mean, I guess you know, a popular. Um, you know, color grade and film is like the blue and the yeah. orange grade, you know, but like, I mean, it can go deeper than that. It can go where, you know, stuff is really like desaturated, Yeah, you know, and almost look black and white, but just have like a hint of color in yeah, it. You yeah, know? The, almost a little bit of that. Every time I see movies like that, it's got the grain in it a little bit. Of. Yeah. Like, I mean, they shoot a lot of commercials like with that, with like a light. Cause you know, when you, when you shoot actual video it's like raw and it and it's already kind of desaturated already um and then you know you can bring out you know your your highlights or your shadows or whatever yeah it it gives you a little bit more to work with but um yeah uh uh, it's it's a it's an art form within itself yeah so like i know you that's one thing you're you know you wanted to do as well and i know you said you had a project coming up where you were going to be shooting some film and everything so, 
I know for me, film, I feel like when things start to go in motion, it's almost like it's like, it may sound weird, but when things go in motion to me, it's almost like I can see like the frames per second. And I know that's what me with photography, when everything goes in motions, I can like, in my head, I'll start like almost in a sense, my brain is like taking pictures of what's making it, you know, add up and everything. Like, you know, motion is really what I like about film, like just how they make the motion just kind of lead up into the scenes, how people move, you know, every all of that. So what is it about cinema that, you know, that's like, because like I said, like you have really good ideas for what you want to do with stuff. So like, what is it that really like inspires you about cinema just in general? Oh, um, kind of like what I was saying earlier, how like you can, you can pretty much make whatever happen yeah. that you want to, because I mean, it's. You know, I mean, it's not, it's not reality. It's, you know, you kind of creating a reality. So, yeah, yeah. You know, it could be like, hey, you know, and with technology, you can, you can do anything. Yeah. You know, as far as visually, as far as like how, you know, what you want to happen, you know, you can have people flying through the air, you know, it's just just anything. But like, you know, I'm really interested in like doing like, uh, I'm not, I don't really care about like special effects and CGI and stuff. I just like, uh, I like creating moves with, you know, with, um, I guess color grading and lighting and stuff, you know, it's kind of like, like, you know, like with your photography, um, you just create the move, um, you know, with the, with the, with the way it looks and music and sound, like, you know, all that together, I think is cool Yeah, yeah, because you know, you can have a scene that has one mood and you can change the lighting and, you know, exposure and, and the color, uh, the color grade and the music and it, it's the same scene, but it's a whole different, whole different feel. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. so, um, dang, it slipped my mind what I was going to ask. So I know that you as well you do like you know music and you know you've made beats and i've seen where you know you do sampling but you know i've seen you made a couple of and you said you had never made any sim you know did anything off of samson you just like you just went in and did it what is it you know like far as music what's the uh what's the creative creative space for that because i know a lot of people are emotionally charged when they make music or they hear it or I mean, a lot of people are just, you know, I think it's very interesting when people can be purely motivated by money to dig in themselves and pull music out. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, say, like Little Baby, he said they were they had to basically beat him in the studio. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I was just doing what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? And then when he saw that he could make money off of it, because, I mean, he, you know, when he first came out, he was somebody that, like, you know, he made just kind of on the sense, like, music that was like, you know, it was like, it was like decent, but then you could like for me when I heard him, I was like, yo, he's trying to get better. You know what I'm saying? He's like trying to make money. He's like trying to do his thing. So that's crazy to me that some people like just straight off for of, like I want money. They can dig into like creative talent as far as music. What is you know what is it with music? And it's you know not even just making it, but just your connection to it to be able to make it. Like where does that come from? Um, I think it's just like trying to make something that I mean I you know I feel like this is like something that Mad Lib said so I don't want to take his quote but like you just make what you want to hear yeah and I, I and I feel the same way like I don't I don't make stuff that I feel like oh man you know they're gonna go crazy for this like yeah. I just make stuff that I think is cool yeah I mean other people might be like yo this is trash but you know I just I make stuff that I want to listen to yeah. you know like I don't know. Um, that's that's pretty much, um, you know, the most. I guess the most of it. A why you know what inspires me, yeah. or you know, other music inspires me to make music. Like you know, sometimes people will make a beat, and I'm like, damn, I wish I would have thought of that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you know, Jay Dilla. You know, it's his birthday today. You know, yeah. he's he's. I mean, he's kind of one of the the people I I really like. You know. I really, I was really into, and you know, it, it, it like hit me really hard when he passed. Um, but yeah, man, it's he used to do stuff that's just crazy. Like I don't, I, I've, I've even tried to recreate like some of his beats, like having yeah. the same sample and like the way he used to chop up beats. Like I have no idea how he made it happen. It's, it's one in particular. Um, 
it's off the Hurricane soundtrack. Mm. It's called Little Brother. Yeah. And uh, it's a Roy Ayers sample. Um, and uh, I believe the song is called um, No Time to Be Tired. And, like, I tried to chop it up how he did it, and I could not figure it out for the life of me, man. Like, you know, and I'm using the same NPC he's using. I got the same. That's that. I don't think that 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 sample. Oh, and like I said, the song's called "Little Brother," but it's um, most deaf and Tyler Quali rapping. Yeah, on it. yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's just a sample. It's just a chop sample. There's no drums added. There's no nothing. It's almost like um, it's almost like he got the same musicians and <laughs> said, "Yo." Redo it for me. Yeah, but do it this way. Like I, I don't know how he did it. I was watching something um, on the Smithsonian. Maybe it was a Smithsonian video on YouTube, but these people were going and they were talking about Jay Dilla because he's in the Smithsonian. Right? Yeah, you know I saw. Saying? Yeah, his his NPC and his uh his Moog uh like uh, synthesizer is in there. Yeah. yeah, and so what they were saying that a lot of his success was contributed. To how well he knew he really had a lot of knowledge of the beat, but like the NPC, like he knew everything about it in and out. They were saying like he really understood the functionality, and I, you know, I was like, damn, that's probably why his genius was. He just knew his instrument really good, and he yeah. could like get it off in ways that people didn't really know. So yeah, that's I would uh yeah I, I think that was his genius. Like he just knew his instrument better than anybody else, mm -hmm. and you know, and how to use it and how to get certain stuff off because. They were saying the they were breaking. They I thought they broke. It was a black guy, and he, you know, was breaking it down. I thought pretty good about Jay Dilly because some people he didn't even come off like fanboy. He was just like technically like talking about what he was doing as far as me. It was a really educational video for me. Like oh okay, mm -hmm. and uh, they were breaking down music and all this stuff. But you know when he talked about that, like his knowledge of the machine was crazy. Like how they worked the NPC or whatever. It was a uh, genuinely something that was. Uh, I guess a little bit beyond other people's scope of the way they looked at it and how they wanted to achieve it. And speaking of people dying, because I definitely wanted to talk to you about this, is like, because we both, because like, you know, like Dilla, I was a fan of his and didn't know it. Because like, I remember listening to like So Hardcore was like my favorite Buster Rhymes song when I was a kid. And mm -hmm. then like later on, I found like Jay Dilla made that. Like a lot of my favorite Buster Rhymes song as a kid were Jay Dilla made uh, Ghostface and stuff. And I was really acquainted with him through the And One mixtape. You know what I'm saying? When I was listening to a lot of that, he was doing I didn't know. Well, maybe I'm tripping, but I remember some of his beats being on there, you know? And then, you know, so so it goes with MF Doom. I was like, well, no, that's Jay. You know, I'm talking about MF Doom now as far as like his music being on the mixtape and stuff. So Dylan and Doom were some people that like I didn't even know I was fans of theirs. And like you were a person that kind of came along. And I remember like it was yesterday where you were like, um, you know, I was really in the ghost phase. And you was like, I mean, fuck that. Like, you know, like, doom, you know. And no I disrespect was, to ghost phase. No, that's why still, yeah, yeah. He was like, you know, yeah. It was just like, so you let me hear angels. And uh, I remember going home and I listened to that shit all night. Mm -hmm. That and I got hip to nausea, you know, the remake of uh, Vomit Spit. And I like listened to it like, oh, like, this dude is going in. So mm -hmm. I always appreciate, you know, you showing me the whole full spectrum of, like, Doom and stuff like that. So, I know he was special to me. Me and Nick was talking about him, and uh, we, he had the same look on it that I did, was that he gave me, like, comfortability with myself in a creative space, or, like, how to look at myself. And, like, it was the music, but I appreciate, I almost felt like, I, I feel like he was like an uncle that every time you turn on his album, he was in the seat, just kind of, you know, kicking shit to you, and, you know. Yeah. You know, how did, you know, Doom, you know, on any spectrum, you could talk about what he meant to you. Like, but how did him dying, man, what did that mean to you? Oh, man, it was just like, I, I don't even know, man. Like, it was crazy. Like, I didn't, I didn't really know how to, how to receive it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying anything that people haven't already said, but, you know, like, I'm, you know, I'm a little older, so. Mm. I remember doing when he was Zev Love X back in KMD yeah. day. This is back when I used to tape record videos on, <laughs> on the VCR. Yeah, That's yeah. how old I am. You know, like Yo MTV Raps, Rap City. Yeah. And like, I remember back then, you know, and I used to always like KMD, you know. Yeah. And, you know, that was around a time where people were really kicking knowledge yeah. in, in, in music, you know you know, like 5%, and 
you know, um, you know, just stuff like stuff like that, you know, plus degrees. You hear people talking about that stuff is all, yeah. you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a, um, I guess a sect of, uh, you know, Islam, but you yeah. Know, anyways, that's, that's going off into something else, but yeah, like, like doom, like he, you know, I was in the KMD, you know, and then like he came back out, and I still hadn't put two and two together. Like, oh, you know, that's his F Love X. You yeah, know? it was just like, oh, he went from the skinny dude came out with, the, yeah. you know, the, just the barely, yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> and uh, I mean, anybody who knows anything about doom, they know the story, but yeah, he, you know, he just kind of came back out and. You know Operation Doomsday. I'm like, yo, like, what? like, when I when I first heard him, I'm like, man, this is this is crazy. Like, like, he was really like rhyming going in, mm-hmm. but like he would use like these crazy references, man. That like obscure, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes you wouldn't get until like you know months later, like. I know his shit still dawns on me sometimes. I'll be listening like, oh, shit. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Some stuff like, you know, you may even have to look some stuff up. Like, what is he talking about? But that was like the whole, that was the whole, like, you know, adventure, I guess, listening to his music. Like, I remember, like, back in the day, they would, like, you know, when you had, like, message boards. This is, like, the early 2000s. Like, there would be whole threads of people just breaking down. His lyrics, like mm-hmm. he used to have a site, mfdoomsite.com. I don't know, I don't even, I haven't been to it in years. I don't even know if it's still up. That and the Stones Throw message board, like they used to have whole threads, like just breaking down his lyrics. This is before Genius was even yeah. a thing, you know what I'm saying? And it was just crazy, like you, you see what he's talking about, you be like, oh man, this guy's, this guy's nuts. So like. He like quickly became my favorite yeah. MC because of that. Just it, it, it's like you got some people where it's just like you know, it's just face value. Like you know, you however they present whatever you you hear, that's it's just surface. Like that's what it is. But his stuff made you dig a little bit deeper. And also, if you got something that somebody else didn't get, you kind of felt special. Like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. And then you can kind of explain to them like. Yeah, you know what he was talking about, or just like the the play on words, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, you know, I I don't know, man. I, I'm still like in disbelief about that. Same, man. You know, I don't want to sound selfish, but it's like, man, like that's it. Like, are we gonna get any more music? You know. Yeah, or, yeah. And it's not all about that because you know, I you know the man had you know kids and a wife. Yeah, and, you yeah. know That's that's first and foremost. But as a fan. It's just like, man, like, like I'm going to miss the music, you know? Yeah, that's the first. I was like, it wasn't because the music wasn't nothing that like, I like I said, it just felt like you was just having like somebody was just sitting there just talking with you, was just chilling with somebody and like sometime with his music. And it's like, damn, I'll never get to like, I feel like I'll never get to talk to this dude again. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'll never get to have that riding around some days just kind of like being like. I don't know. He would make me smile. You know, you hear his lyrics and shit. The shit he was saying, you'd yeah. be like, "Damn, dude, you a trip." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and and the thing is, like, with me, like, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a doom stand. So, I pretty much heard everything that he's put out. Yeah. So, like, you know, some artists you find like some things that you've never heard. Like here, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've heard everything. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, ah, it's really like, unless you know. Um, they start releasing some stuff that maybe you know was unreleased at first. Like, like you know, I, I hear the rumor that you know Stone Throw is gonna be able to I heard that, release, yeah. uh, you know, Mad Villain, the new Mad Villain. Um, they at they asked uh, Madlib about it, but you know, um, Madlib was like, I you know that's Stone Throw. I really don't know. I mean, I I'm curious on why you know how that relationship kind of fell off between Madlib and Stone's throw but you know he cuz he started rap catch right he left them yeah, he, yeah him and Egon but like he kind of seemed like you know I don't know just from the outside looking in the energy is like I don't really mess with Stone's throw no more so like you had to ask them about that it seemed like that about and you know I really like Mad Madlib is like one of my favorite producers and you know it seemed like you know, and I'm not you know, I really like Madlib, but I'm not trying to say nothing about him. But it just seemed like when he talked to it, because people asked him recently about Doom dying, and he just kind of seemed like, well, you know, 
You know, I don't know, man. We talk like once or twice a year, and yeah, and I'm like, I thought they were like boys, boys, you know. So I didn't yeah. know, like, so and I don't know, man. It's just kind of to me, it's kind of sad that I don't know, like, to me, they had a lot of like myth behind legend stuff, and you know, and all that, and it's just like, you know, it just seemed like it's just something that just passed, like, all right, you know, just another day, man, and it passes over, and I'm like, I'm like, I still don't, it don't feel like he's there, you know, like. He was the only person, like, you know, I've met famous people and I've been close. Like, I met Pharrell twice. Um, I went to that Jay-Z concert and was standing pretty close. I was a big Jay-Z fan and looking up and being like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. Jay-Z. And yeah. uh, But when we went to that, me and you went to that, uh, it was Valentine's Day weekend. And uh, when we went to that Most Doom concert, when he came out, I rocked on my heels. I almost like felt like I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, I didn't even expect that. I was like, he was the only person that made me kind of feel like Jesus, you know, when I thought I, I don't know. So it was like, it wasn't even like a, I don't know how to say that. Like, Doom was really important, man, but he. Even though they say that that may or may not have been Doom. I don't think it was him. <laughs> I don't think it was him, man. Especially, I went and watched it again. And it was just a certain way that Doom kind of like rocked on the stage yeah. and he just kind of had a little kind of robotic kind of, you know, those things that kind of sing and yeah. he kind of had that going. I'm like, I don't know, bro. But see, the thing is, they say like um, when Doom would do that, he would still be at the show. So that's what I think. I'll yeah, be like, he man, would, he was he, probably standing right next to us and we didn't even know it. Yeah. Or like, you know, backstage or something, you know, I yeah. mean, he has the lyric, uh, you know, do uh, a show. Same time rocket. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so. You know, I, I don't know, like, um, 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 same time watches, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I don't know, man, but uh, I, I, I felt that about Madlib as well. But, like, I mean, the thing is, man, you, you just got to know, like, it's just like, yo, we just do a, we just did a song, we just did a, a few albums together. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, you want them to have that relationship because the chemistry was so well yeah. on the music, but I mean they married, they may not, not necessarily. They said they didn't talk a lot to each other when they did the album. So yeah, it said that yeah that they was know, yeah. Like, but uh, yeah, man, it's kind of unfortunate. Like, and it makes you think like, wow, does does De La Soul do they talk to each other? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like it makes you feel that about everybody. Like, you only see these people together when they're. Rocking it, yeah. Rocking it or giving an interview yeah. or, you know, promoting an album, but like you don't you don't know how their lives go. And that's and that's perfectly fine too. Yeah, it was interesting too because uh Peanut Butter Wolf, he had been speaking about it and he said he got kind of frustrated with the situation because he really I thought they were just fucking with us, like, yo, we got this album and we just gonna dangle it in front of you fools until y'all just like forget about it and then we'll drop it. But no, it seemed like it was genuinely up in the air. Like nobody knew what was gonna happen. And it seemed like it was mostly doom. Like Yeah. It was it was like it like, you know, I guess from what I gathered is that Madly was kinda like, Well, you know, I did my part. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I provided the beats and like and kinda like Doom was kinda like, I don't know, like I don't know his reasoning behind like kinda procrastinating on it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like Wolf said, like, you know, I would hear rhymes that were supposed to be on the mad villain on other people's stuff yeah. i think i know what he was talking about on the bishop nehru song you know Which one? um uh shoot uh, uh caskets or? no it's it's a. Uh, uh i sip a hot tea watching archie oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's that yeah. song i forget what it's called like you know, i forget that one yeah i you know i feel bad because I listen to that song. I only listen to Doom's verse, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. But uh, that song was supposed to be on uh, the new Mad. That was like, you know, a Mad Villain song. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, he was saying like, you know, he would hear the verses on other people's stuff. Like, yo, what's up, man? You know. And, yeah, it was weird. Everything surrounding that, man. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just. I heard something that he said that he was, Doom was concerned that, because for him, it was just to pick up where it left off at. It wasn't going to change much. Yeah. And um, with it not changing much and people wanting something new or they, the way people thought, he kind of was like leery about putting it out. Because I think, from like that, I, that's why I thought him and Madlib was really, really cool because it was like, 
Yeah. You know, he was like, I don't want to like let the project down. You know what I'm saying? This is our stuff. So I don't know, man. It just and you got to respect that because you know us as fans, we probably think like, man, just release it. It's, it's gonna yeah, be yeah. good. But like, I understand. Like, you know, you I'm the same way. It's the same way with art. Like, you know, you people were thinking like, yo, that that is dope. And you just kind of thinking like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. And you may not want to show it off to people, but yeah, yeah. I feel like it's the same thing, you know, because it's not like he's waiting for yeah. it to come out. I mean, he's the dude, you know, creating it. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, I mean, we've gotten to pretty far into the interview and everything. And, you know, I kind of know that people probably listen. Like, he just always stops that shit abruptly. But, <laughs> um, you know, we're an hour in literally just right now. And so, oh, you know, yeah. So, if, you know, I want to have you back on because we have really good conversations, man, about stuff. And I enjoy you. So, yeah, yeah, we'll have to have you back on, man. And uh, likewise, man. I know usually, usually, you know, to anybody listening, usually our conversations aren't as civilized as this. I, <laughs> yeah, right, right. And uh, you know, we get pretty crazy, and you know, I'm, 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 I'm behaving myself for this. Yeah, definitely. Know? Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, man. You know, it, it's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, man. We have to. Uh, I mean, we have to do an episode where we get on here and talk crazy and act niggerish and make <laughs> make everybody yeah. be like, what the. Yeah, that's. I think that's how. We, I think that's when we really shine. You know? Yeah, <laughs> we, we get into those types of conversations. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> so you know, like you know, we'll have to have you on, man, and we'll catch you guys later. And the old like homeless guy who's laughing to himself, he's probably doing the same thing without a notebook.